0: Since you came to this church, you know it's like you're a different person now. Now, Anthony, let me talk to you about you real quick. So he went to Brownsboro High School. He this one went to JT Lions, right? Is it Lions? Yeah. Um, he played varsity football, soccer, track, baseball, powerlifting. Did y'all see that picture? I mean, that looks painful. Um, did you? You broke something last year, right? The year before. What did you break? Your leg, just your leg. But it's good now. 148 weight class, two time state qualifier, two time regional champion, also a member of the National Honor Society. FCCLA, I don't even know what that is. That's very prestigious, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Senior class president. All right. We'll see you in Congress sometime. All while maintaining an eight average. Genius. Uh, he plans to pursue an electrician career after graduation. You need to talk to Pastor Marcelo. He's got some insight on that. Um, but <laughs> Pastor Samuel said you can't have my job. <laughs> um, but I just want to come in here real quick and kind of you know there's a better qualified people to give you advice here today but i'm gonna try to do some hopefully you remember um you'll know I me mean, you've seen me for years now but one of my uh, favorite stories um it's in acts 27 1 through 28 where they have taken Paul um as a prisoner and they were going to a little island called Crate. So the angel showed up to Paul and told him, don't go there. It's going to be dangerous. People can die. And so he told the people, and they didn't listen. Well, they almost died. The ship wrecked it and destroyed the ship, and finally they made it. And while everything was going on, Paul told them, do not be afraid. Nobody's going to die. So I see this very often that in, in your life, you're going to have a lot of people pointing fingers at you, especially when you messed up. And they're going to be like, I told you so, right? We hear that very often. I told you, told you not to. Um, and I just want to tell you that, you know, life is when you're dealing with humans, there's a lot of mistakes to be made. And I know this. From personal experience, I made about 10 mistakes a day on average. That's in a good day. Probably like 25 in an okay day, like 100, a bad day. And so you will think that I will learn, but I keep making them mistakes. And I just learn to turn them mistakes into lessons and just grow from it. And, yeah, there's going to be people in your life that are going to be, but I told you not to do that. I told you to do it this way, and you messed up, and they're putting you down. And oftentimes, you're going to feel like giving up, but don't. Turn their mistakes into lessons. Let God teach you through it, grow you through it, right? Because it's the only way that you're going to keep moving forward and getting ahead in life. And a lot of times, even in church, I remember my brother, he was 19 years old, and he— <laughs> We were pastor kids, right? So we're holy and whatnot. So he was smoking outside, and he, one of the church members saw him, and he walked into the church, and he's like, Son, you're the pastor kid. You are a sinner. You're going to hell. Um, this is after my dad has passed away. And so my brother, from that moment on, decided for about 25 years that he was never going back to church. And it's not that he was right, but you will have people like that in your life. that is going to point a finger and make sure to let you know when you do wrong. But you, on the other hand, you're children of God. So you're going to see people make mistakes. The Bible says in Ephesians that you should call your brother in secret, build him up, challenge him, uh, confront him, and then if they don't listen, bring the elders. There are ways to confront that. So on, on your side of things read the bible how to deal with these situations but when it's you making the mistakes you have to understand that god is forgiven like he will forgive you if you repent and i might read you a couple of scriptures that i looked out of that it is um isaiah forty-one ten says fear not for i'm with you be no dismay for i'm your god I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalms thirty-seven twenty-four says, "Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord holds his hand." Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen says, "Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy." Be quick to confess when you messed up. Let the other person know. You know, there's been stories after stories uh, working in construction. If, if if a worker doesn't tell the older people that there is something wrong and we cover that up, that house is going to fall apart, it's going to burn, it's going to flood, and that's just how it works. you got to let people know. James 3, 2, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. Able also to brittle his whole body. Well, there's no such thing as perfection. There's Jesus. He's our standard. He's who we strive to be like. Because we were created like him. And now we're going in character to be like him. So do not be scared to make mistakes. Welcome them. Learn from them. And just confess. Find somebody to be accountable for. And that's the only way that you're going to grow. There is a a little coin out there. It's called the 1944 steel pen. There were 20 printed, or in the main thing where they make the coins. I went to the one in Philadelphia. It was pretty cool. And so um, one of them pennies sold for $400,000. And it it was a mistake. It was never supposed to be circulated. It was never supposed to uh, come out, but it did. So it's all in auction for $400,000, the Lincoln pen. So mistakes can be costly, okay? And they're going to cost somebody, but they can also, if you look at the other way, they're valuable because you learn from them. So in, in my life, I think these past two years, it's like learning from mistakes. And I, I beat down on myself, and then I get up, and I keep going because there's no other option. Right? Because God called you with a purpose. He put a destiny in your life. And no matter what mistakes you go through life and you make, you have to confess. You got to come out and say, I'm sorry. I'm going to learn from this. And the next time that I'm faced with this same situation, I'm going to do different. I'm going to do better. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to listen to the people that God put around my life. So today, the one thing I can leave you with is mistakes can be costly, but they're also valuable lessons. All right? We love you guys. We're so proud of you. And the church have got something from y'all. And this right here, we do this every year because we believe that the Word of God is powerful to redeem, to restore, to teach. Y'all read these things. Don't just do the iPhone. You know, these are books. They got paper on them. You open them and you read them. And um, mark them. Find a special scripture take it all. read it every night, you know, and it's, it's just, it will change your life. You know, we, we we come to church every Sunday and we hear what pastor has to say, but that's not enough. This is just the fellowship of the brothers and sisters. When we get here, we're prayed up, we're read up, we're fasted up. Is that the right word? When we fast? No, fast. I guess fasting with our seatbelts on our cars, but... Um, but you're ready to go. So when you're here, you're just worshiping God. But all this is supposed to happen at home in your time, right? Because we can have favor. You know, there's, I mean, I I admire pastors' faithfulness to this church. I probably would have quit the second year. It's, it's hard to be a pastor because you take on the burdens of the whole church, and he's leading us, not just on Sunday. Y'all been to the hospital. You know he's been there you. Y'all been broken. He prayed for your finances, and he prayed for your family. Y'all been about to get divorced, and if it wasn't for, you know, the counseling of Pastor Samuel, you'll be divorced by now. So all that, you know, doesn't just happen with favor. Favor is great. We all need it. I think we all have it if you're a Christian, but you have to have the anointing that complements the favor of God in your life. And you want to be an anointing uh, electrician, an anointed welder, or whatever. Because favor, you already have it through your parents. They've been praying for you. They've been speaking blessings into your life. So you have favor. You made it. There's a lot of kids that they didn't make it through high school. They gave up. They had to get jobs because they couldn't go to school. They had to get a GED, not to put down people who gets GED. But you had an opportunity that he was given to you, and he was worked for; it was invested on, and you got to get that in your mind. So you have the favor, but now you got to pray, you've got to seek God for that anointing in your life, and that's when it's going to set you apart from everybody else. Amen. So, Anthony, is this Anthony? We present you with the Word of God. Oops, uh-huh. to you. Read it. Don't just put it under the table because he has to shine increase he got an extra like attack or something oh no it sucks yeah close enough kind of big deal what's up <laughs> uh, we love you guys please church give it out for our class of 2023 and then uh would the parents come out do you want to do that at the end let's let's wait to the end let's do that at the end and then pastor has an amazing word for you guys today too love you guys all right come on give them a big hand clap Go go ahead and get those out. We're fixing to use
1: those. Yeah, go ahead and get it out of the box. Look on the front. Make sure it's the right name. Good deal, good deal. Come on, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Psalm 119. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures today. And we're just going to challenge these young men. I want to challenge you, uh, those of you watching at home, I want to challenge you, and we want to just uh, allow the Holy Spirit today to speak into our heart. So we're looking at Psalms. Psalms is kind of like right in the very middle of the Bible. Psalm 119. And I I wanted them to get their, their, their Bibles out for a very specific reason. I've got a scripture that I want to read to them. And it's a question How many knows that in life There's a lot of questions And A lot of times there's more questions Than answers Have your kids ever asked you a question You didn't know the answer to it Well can I tell you parents Instead of trying to Make up an answer Why don't you just say Don't be afraid to say You know what I'm not sure Let me look that up. Let me study on that a little bit. Let me ask somebody. I've learned to do that as a pastor because sometimes we do more damage when people ask us a question that we don't know and we just make something up. And then they go the rest of their life believing something that may not be the truth. So we want to know the truth because the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not what somebody thinks. Not other people's opinion. Not Facebook or Twitter or your friends. Or, or It's the truth. And the truth is the Word of God. So we're looking this morning in Psalm 119 in verse number 9. How can a young person stay pure? Now... That's a big question right there. And I don't have time to read you all the answer. Now, if you'll read the rest of this chapter, which is one of the longest chapters, the longest chapter, and uh, when we were kids, our Sunday school teacher, Sister Robbie, we had to memorize this whole chapter. So I know it's possible. How can a young person stay... Here, now let me go ahead first and identify uh, a young person. Okay, a young person uh, in this context is anyone under a hundred. Everybody say that's me. So how can a young person stay peer? Don't you think that pretty much? All of us need to know the question on how to stay pure. How do we live pure? How do we have pure thoughts? How do we have pure conversation? How do we live a lifestyle that's pure and holy and honorable and godly? How can you have a lifestyle? How can you be pure in your motivation? So many people's motivation is unpure. It's unholy. So their motivation is unholy. Their goals are unholy. And the way they accomplish the goal is unholy. Did you know that the Bible says, It's the Lord who maketh rich. And He adds no sorrow. There's a whole bunch of people that got a lot of money, they can't sleep at night. They're, 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 they're afraid, number one, that somebody's going to take it. That they're going to lose it. Uh, many of them got it illegitimately. Maybe doing things illegal or even stolen or whatever. And so there's no joy. There's no comfort. There's no uh, blessing. There, there's nothing. Uh, it, it, it brings sorrow. But the Lord said He will bless you. He will prosper you. Because He said, I would that you prosper and be in hell. You see, we want you to prosper. We want you to be in health. We want you to fulfill your calling, your purpose. We want you to have great relationships. We want you to have great families. We want your children to be blessed. We want you to live a life that is pleasing to God. We want you to be able to retire. And when you die, have somebody say good things at your funeral. Don't live a life that makes the preacher have to lie at your funeral. Live a life that we can tell the truth. Amen? How can a young person stay pure? Are you ready? Are you ready for the answer? Now, see, this is one of those easy tests. Okay? Wouldn't you love it if you could go take a test, and uh, they ask the question, and then there's A. Would that not be awesome? Multiple choice with only one choice. Oh, that's good. That's what God did. You see, God is not trying to make life hard. God's not trying to make life complicated. Life is pretty simple. God made complicated things simple. It's Man that makes them difficult. So many times people blame God for choices that they made. How can a young man stay pure? A young woman. How can we as adults, how can we as humans, how can we stay pure, holy, right relationship with God? And the answer is... By obeying your word. Wow. Somebody say wow. Is that not simple? See, but I want to just apologize to you for your future, for for, for your predecessors. For those who in the past have hated the word of God, hated God. And have worked hard to take the word of God out of your school. So your teachers couldn't teach you. Thou shalt not steal, lie, kill. So there's so many in this generation that are doing those things not even knowing. Because they were failed. You weren't failed. Your youth pastors, your parents, your pastor, we're teaching you how can you stay pure? How can you be successful? And I'm talking to every single person in this building this morning. You want to be successful. You want to be pleasing to God. You want to go to heaven when you die. And you want to live a life of blessing. How can I do it? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you, David said. Don't let me wander from your commands. See, There, there's a, there, there is a um, temptation. As young people, we, we live under our parents' rule. We live at home. We, we, we obey the commands. We do what mom and daddy says. And we've got this idea. I can't wait till I get grown and get out of the house. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Those choices can cost you. You see, what your parents were doing is the exact same thing God is doing. He is not trying to keep things from you. He's trying to get blessings to you. By giving you commandments, by giving you rules, He is trying to protect your life. But when we get outside the rules of God, it brings a curse. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Now, what is sin? Look at your neighbor and say, you know. Yeah, they, they 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 know. You did it. Sin is simply missing the mark. You ever played darts? What's the object of darts? Bullseye. Okay, me and you are playing darts. You you get that far from the bullseye, I miss the board and hit the wall. Which one of us sinned? Which one of us sinned? Both. Because what's the purpose? Hitting the mark. So sin is simply missing the mark. The mark is God's standard. It's God's law. Anything outside that is missing the mark. Stop trying to categorize people's sin. You failed. You missed the mark. So what do we do when we do that? Thank God for grace and mercy. When we miss the mark, God's faithful to forgive. We confess our sin. We confess, Lord, I missed the mark. I I, I didn't live up to your standard. I, I didn't live up to your command. Your word said not to do that, but I did it, and I'm sorry, forgive me. And then we have confidence that God forgives us. And we get back up, and we begin to move forward. But the way you can not miss the mark as much is to put his word in your heart. So that the Holy Spirit, when you start to do something, that word comes back and, oh, wait a minute, God's word said not to do that. He said, don't lie. He said, don't cheat on this test. He said, don't take that from the job site. He, he said, don't pick that up, it don't belong to me. He, he said, don't do that to my neighbor. He, and, and so that, that, that law is in your heart, and so it, the Holy Spirit brings conviction, and so then you hit the mark. And it feels good to hit the mark, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good to hit the bullseye? It feels good when you do what's right. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I've recited aloud all the regulations you've given us. You need to learn the Ten Commandments. And you need to recite them. All of us need to know the commands of God. Those are not suggestions. They did not go out of style. Just because they took them off the wall didn't mean God took them out of His Word and that they're not true anymore. We still need to honor the Lord. We need to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. We need to not kill, steal, lie, cheat, commit adultery. commit. We, we, he, we still need to honor, and if we re- remember and learn those, it'll help us. I've rejoiced in your law as much as in riches. As as, as much as you're out there trying to be successful, if you'll try that hard to keep the Word of God, He'll see to it that you're successful. I'll study your commandments, reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and forget not your word. I encourage you, get you a highlighter, highlight that scripture. Psalms 119. 9 through 15 or 9 through 16 read it all the time learn it put it and every day you, how can a young man stay pure how, how, how can I do what God wants me to do say what God wants me to say go where he wants me to go well I gotta put his word in my heart and I gotta know what he says about me so turn on over as we get ready to close do you know what that means when a preacher says I'm getting ready to close do y'all know what that means nothing don't mean nothing I preached on this message because I I, I date them in my Bible I preached on this on 731 22 the same scripture but as I was looking up some scriptures and some things that came to me and I said this is too good I don't care if I did preach it last year I got to preach it again this year this one would be a good one to read every day Psalm 139 Psalm 139 And I just want to uh, read to you I'm going to try to read most of it to you It's only 24 verses But there's a few things I need to point out Everybody say amen Amen. How are we going to stay pure? The word of God The word of God It's how you're going to stay pure It's how you're going to keep your mind right You're going to be washing of the water of the word you're going to cleanse your mind. You're going to renew your mind. You're going to get uh, your stinking thinking is going to be restored by the Word of God. So Psalm 139, let's read it. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Everybody go, uh-oh. Do, do, do y'all Hey, do, do y'all want y'all's mamas to know all your thoughts? Yeah, no. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't want them to know everything I did. I got away with a lot. I got caught for a lot. I got a lot of whippings when I was a kid, and I needed some more. But God's merciful. But I made it through, and I graduated, and I went on. And uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be successful because I'm hiding God's Word in my heart. But God, He's examining our heart. He knows everything about us. And He, he He's disappointed sometimes in our thoughts, and what goes on in our heart. But He loves us. He knows you better than you know yourself. He, you know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. No matter where you go, where, what you do, what you, you're you're in training, you're in working, no matter where you go, far away from mom and daddy, God's right there. I know when you're at home, I know when you're traveling, I know everything you do, I know what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say before I even say it. Or, Lord, you know what I'm gonna say before I even say it. Let me just stop right there. Could, could do we do Pray and say, Lord, if you know what I'm going to say before I say it, could you help stop me? Huh? Here's the deal. If we would pray before we opened our mouth, because the Lord knows what you're going to say before you say it, maybe you just need to pray and say, Lord, should I say that? We'd say probably a way lot less than we do, don't we? Because we say it and then we go, Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Aren't you glad for mercy? You go before me, you follow me, you place your hand of blessing on my head. We're fixing to do that in a moment. We're going to lay hands on you, we're going to bless you, and we're going to send you out into this big world to do what God's called you to do because God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. And Some of you are right in the middle of it. Some of you are going into it. Some of you are coasting, coming to the end. We just never know when that time is, do we? You see, Miss Gina was here last Friday night, just so excited, celebrating worshiping at the women's conference. We didn't know the next week she'd be with Jesus. And see, I don't know if next week somebody else, somebody goes out into eternity every day. Tick of the clock every second. But Lord, you know, your hand is a blessing, as upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride with wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I'm going to tell you guys. God will never leave you. He's your very best friend. In the good times, the bad times, no matter what, He's always there and He loves you. Build relationship with Him. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me become night, but even in darkness I can't hide from you. To you the night shines bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I want you to listen to this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched over me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. I'm going to tell you something. If God cares enough to watch you as you were being formed and guide and direct, He chose what you would be. Oh, can I preach just a minute? He chose for you to be men. He did not make a mistake. You were created exactly who you were supposed to be. Don't try to change it. And don't let other people, other people tell you that you can. You are who God created you to be. Embrace it. You're wonderfully, fearfully made. You were woven in perfection in your mother's womb. Every day of life was recorded in His book. Every moment was laid out before a single day passed. God knows your beginning from your end. He knows everything. He knows your struggles. He knows your mental struggles. He knows what's going on in the world. But His Word is still what will protect you, keep you, guide you, direct you. We live in a confusing world where everybody's trying to change everything. But God's Word is still true. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They're outnumbered, the graves of sand. When I wake up, you are still with me. O oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. That bla- They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. You know what you need to say? You need to begin to pray, Lord, help me love what you love and hate what you hate. Can I just go ahead and tell you what that is? God loves sinners. God loves people, but He hates sin. He hates dishonesty. He hates hates unholiness and unrighteousness. He hates evil, but He loves people. Learn to love people, but don't get caught up in their sin. Search me, O God. I tell you what. Why don't we just all say this together. I'll read it and then you say it after me. Search me, O God. God. And know my heart. heart. Test me. me. And know know my anxious thoughts. Point out. Anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. If you would learn to say that every day. If every day we would start our day by saying, oh Lord, how can I stay pure today? And then the answer is going to be the Word of God. Then we're going to get in the Word of God, and we're going to read, and we're going to hide it in our heart. And then we're going to get out in life, and we're going to begin to work, and we're going to live. And as opportunities arise, the Holy Spirit's going to say, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't go with them. And you have to learn who you're going to follow. Are you going to obey and be obedient to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit? Or are you going to allow the enemy and friends and people to lead you astray? It's your choice. But I declare today you're going to choose righteousness. You're going to choose right. And then at the end of every day, when we lay our head on our pillow at night, we need to learn to say, Be O God know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. Did I say something I shouldn't say today? Did I do something? Did I go somewhere? Did, 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 what did I do? And if it's wrong convict me and then Lord forgive me for that. Make right what you can make right. And get up the next morning. His mercies are new and fresh every morning. And live that day to the very best of your ability. And then you will find good success. Because good success comes from obeying the Word of God. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap. Young men, stand to your feet. I'm going to invite the parents to come. Pastor Marcelo and Doris, Pastor Elias and Chrissy, Miss Amy, come. Let's stand to our feet today. Let's lay our hands on these young men and declare the favor of God. And then I want to pray. Over you today Come stand right here Turn and face these folks Let them see how good looking you are I'm telling you These are some fine looking young men Hallelujah What a blessing What a blessing Come on just stretch your hands out toward them Let's just declare the favor of God Father I thank you today For Anthony and Jesse Lord I thank you for the call of God Upon their life I thank you for the blessings of the Lord Lord, they've been through some stuff. They've endured some things. They have fought the good fight. They have spent late hours studying, many tests, grade after grade. They have proven themselves faithful. Lord, you have brought them to this point, and we celebrate with them today, a great milestone. Graduation from high school is a great milestone, and we celebrate that. And, Lord, we say thank you that the rest of their life is going to be successful. Because they're going to put the same work ethic in. They're going to study hard. They're going to learn. They're going to get up when they make mistakes. When they have a bad grade, they're going to, when they miss a question, they're going to make it up. Lord, they're not going to let anything stop them. They're going to press forward. And they're going to find great success. But I thank you that the Word of God is going to be their guide. Help them to love your Word, learn your Word, hide their Word in their heart. And Lord, you let the Holy Spirit convict them, lead them, guide them, comfort them, go before them and make open doors. I pray, Lord, for their future. Their jobs, their relationships, their homes, their marriages, their wives, their children. I thank you, Lord, for their health and their finances. Lord, everything you're concerned about. And you said you know every day before it begins. And you know their end from their beginning. And so, Lord, I pray that you would lead God and direct them and help them have great success. I thank you for these parents. Lord, they're celebrating. Lord, they they have done a lot of work, too. A lot of late nights, a lot of long hours, a lot of miles traveled. Lord, in all the different things that they've been a part of, I pray that you would bless them as they see the success of these young men. I pray you'd continue to lead and guide and direct them. Let them continue to learn. Let them never stop learning. Open their hearts and their minds. And I pray that they would fall in love with you and make you their source of everything. Today, we call them blessed. We call them successful. We call them loved by almighty God and by their family and by their church family and father let them go out of here knowing we've got their back and they're blessed in Jesus name everybody said a big amen oh come on give them boys a big old hug